I'm Aria Schwartz, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. I'm very excited for this episode as we continue our series of going in-depth on each team in the league. This episode, we welcome a friend of Windsider and the show, Dorothy J. Gentry, to the show to chat all things Dallas Wings. If you like our show, please consider joining our Patreon community, patreon.com backslash Winsider. For less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. And don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at winsider.com. That's winsider.com. And remember, download the episode. It makes the listening experience better, our stats look better, and allows us to continue doing this important work. Dorothy... So excited to have you to the show. It's been far too long. How are you doing? And it's so amazing to hear your voice. Hello. Thanks so much for, for having me. I appreciate it. Love you guys. Always. You know that. You, once, once family, always family. Things don't change around here. But before we get into this episode and we talk all things wings, curious to pick your brain as it is much wiser and smarter than mine. Uh <laughs> Tell me where, or tell the people, because I know where I can find you. I know where to read your stuff. Tell the people where they can get updated on what you're doing and where you're doing your work. Okay. Um, basically, you know, I'm a WNBA, NBA contributor for several publications um, online, uh, The Athletic, uh, Athletic WNBA, um, Sports Illustrated, Undefeated, uh, Next Hoops, uh, Texas Metro News, just a number of publications, um, and on social media, Dorothy J. Gentry. Doing big things. I love hearing all those places. And I love when I see your name next to an article on like those Thank giant you. outlets like uh, like SI. Uh, it just you. it gets me real hyped. So props to you. I'm tipping my, my cap to you. Let's talk all things wings, though. Let, let's get into it. Um, you've obviously been ear to the ground, uh, ear to the door, or I guess ear to the computer. Uh, right. listening into all these Zoom conferences. And I say this every time, but just so fans know, WNBA teams are not letting media into no. the practices yet. So Dorothy, tell me, what are your takeaways uh, from from training camp so far? Yeah, from, from what I can see, quote unquote, uh, from, the Zooms, <laughs> uh, from the Zooms and the, the media Zooms, as uh, far as I know, it's going pretty well. Um, you know, they were missing Satu, who just finished up overseas, uh, won the championship in Turkey. Uh, so she's headed um, this way. Um, I know Arike, Izzy, and Bella, um, they had been overseas as well in, in protocols, but they are uh, have been cleared. And so they're now beginning to practice. Um, we just learned today that um, a walk is having some visa issues. She hasn't even left Finland, Finland yet. Um, so hopefully we'll know more about that uh, tomorrow. Uh, when uh, Greg uh, Bibb, that's the GM for the Wings, everybody knows, he's scheduled to talk with the media on tomorrow. Uh, but other than that, from what I hear, things are going uh, things are going well. Um, they're you know working a lot on uh, defense, which is what what the new coach um, Vicky Johnson is preaching a lot, um, and it seems to be going well right now. It's it's an exciting time. I mean, this team is mm-hmm. chock full of young, up and coming, budding stars. Yes. Even, like budding stars who have a few years in the league, budding stars who haven't even touched the court yet in a professional uh, basketball game. It's exactly. an exciting time. And and honestly, I would say this, like 
the growth that I saw from Satu overseas mm-hmm. was just, I mean, that's what you want to see, right? I, I don't want to like overhype mm-hmm. it or anything like that, but I, I, and, and I'm actually curious your opinion, this, this, we're going off script already. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm curious your opinion with Satu, like you were obviously, you know, you weren't in the bubble, but uh, you, you are very close in touch yeah. with this team. And I'm curious for yeah. you, I've always viewed Satu's game as well by always, I mean, looking at it last season that there was spurts of it, but it was that consistency and right. kind of so, sometimes like it almost seemed like she was anticipating um, um, contact or tr- like going a little bit too fast. And like in and I know they always say like the vets, the game slows down from. But looking overseas, I saw Satu's game truly slow down. And obviously, you know, uh, a slow start to her rookie season had to do with that. But I'm curious your perspective on Satu and kind mm-hmm. of her the rising star that she is. I mean, she was already a star last year, you know, oh, yeah. um, if, if you saw her play. But as you said, you know, she was a rookie and there were some rookie things, you know, going on with her game. Uh, but she has taken a giant step this offseason. They just won the championship um, overseas in Turkey. Uh, she's taken a giant step, you know, I think in her confidence as well. That that was something she often mentioned last year as far as, uh, you know, being able to, you know, play uh, the fast pace, you know, that's there in the in the WNBA. Um, I I feel like she's, you know, she's pretty much, you know, what got got some what uh, I guess experience under her belt, and she's just ready to go. She's ready to fly, you know, no pun intended. But um, yeah, from what I've seen from last year, I didn't see her a lot off season. I just heard about her work there in Turkey. Um, she seems ready to go when she uh, returns to the wings. So yeah, I, I think she's ready. And and I'm what I'm most excited for is, and I completely agree with you that confidence uh, can be such a, a hurdle for a yeah. lot of players. Uh, the confidence and the consistency. So, so a player who has never lacked the confidence has is Arike, right? Like yes. she's just somebody who, from day one, it was give me the rock. I'm gonna do what I want to do with it, exactly. and and so much respect, so much love for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious what has what what talk. I mean, we had Vicky Johnson on the show. Um, shout out to Rachel Galligan. She was on that episode also. We had Vicky Johnson on the show uh, a few months ago, right? Or maybe it wasn't even a few at this point. The, during COVID, the months blend together. But uh, she talked often about like being, you know, there are things she wants to see different from Arike and being open and honest with her was a key for that. You know, has there been any talk of what Arike has been able to do overseas? Because there, I mean, I don't want to, you know, like this isn't an overseas game, uh, you know, art episode. Uh, but what she's been able to do overseas and really put uh, Dynamo on her back in, in a variety of ways. I mean, what what is the mindset around Dallas now having Arike another year and another year overseas in, under her belt? Right. Um, I, I can't really speak a lot to that because she just got back. She just mm-hmm. got cleared on May 10th um, yesterday. Uh, you know, clear to actually begin, you know, being with the team and practicing. She was in protocol from just getting back from um, overseas. But, you know, um, she led the team last year, you know, with, uh, of course, with scoring with the whole league, uh, but with the team as well, uh, with her, uh, with free throws, um, you know, she shot pretty decent at about, I think it was about 32, 33%, uh, but not a high enough percentage, you know, to justify her attempts. You know, there were a lot of attempts she made that she didn't, obviously the shot didn't go in. So maybe kind of balancing that out more, you know, uh, taking taking care to maybe pass up a shot if she doesn't really have it versus just attempting and then not making it. 
So mm-hmm. I can see that being an, an issue or an area where they need to, um, you know, I guess kind of, you know, make sure that she, um, you know, just, just thinks about her shots more, you know, get a better shot versus any shot. Um, mm-hmm. She's still, you know, the offense is still going to flow, you know, through her, you know, she's still a scoring threat, you know, a bucket getter, as they always say, uh, <laughs> you know, so she can kind of return to that, you know, shooting guard mentality versus when she was having to play, uh, point guard as well because of, you know, injuries to the team and things like that. She can now just focus, you know, on uh, getting others open, you know, finding others, uh, passing or shooting herself. I know. And and I think that's truly a key aspect for her game. I mean, obviously, when you talk about young players, mm-hmm. sometimes it's easier to kind of say, do this one thing as opposed to let's throw the whole playbook at you and do everything right. right. Like it can, it can be a lot to chew, especially when you're a new young player, especially when you're a player like Arike, who has so much of a spotlight, so much of the focus from other teams is on her, um, that I think, at least personally, the growth of this team very much so is going to be kind of on the shoulders of her, but also, you know, obviously some other players, a team sport, it's not a singular player, but her ability to what you were saying, right? I just want to echo that because I think that was a great point. Kind Mm -hmm. of say this isn't, I'm blanking on the, you had a great word, you had a great phrase for it. Now I'm blanking on it. Should have written it down. (laughs) Passing up uh, a shot for, you know, when it's not a good shot or, Mm -hmm. you know, having the ability, the the know-all to say, okay, this isn't it. Let's go on to the next one or trust the teammates to make those shots. Um, let's do some roster talk. I'm going to just yeah. list down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have 14 players right now that I that I have on like the can make the roster list. Um, obviously, a WNBA roster is only 12. Uh, yes. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Satu is temporarily suspended uh, just mm-hmm. because she is expected to miss a, a, a nice chunk of time. Like you said, she just exactly. finished her season like yesterday or today, depending on, on the time difference. I don't know uh, which mm-hmm. which it is because they're all over in Turkey. Um, so I'll list that over. You'll tell me, you know, what players you think are going to have a little bit more trouble. Um, and I'll kind of mention the the four players that I guess I would say are on the bubble of making it, not making it. But realistically, while Satu is gone, it, that, that gives one more person a spot for a little bit because they have the cap space for it, right? Right. Um, so right. But we're not going to, we're not a numbers people, right? You and I are not the numbers people. We'll leave no. the numbers <laughs> for the numbers people. Um, so I'll just list it off. You think Arike is going to gonna make the roster? Oh man, I just I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) maybe maybe she can get that shot to drop. No, Uh, I got Arike, Alicia Gray, Mariah Jefferson, Mm -hmm. Izzy Harrison, Kayla Mm -hmm. Thornton. That's five, six with Awak Kuyer, seven with Charlie Collier, eight with Satu, nine Bella Allery, ten Ty Harris, a player I'm so hyped on, Mm eleven Marina Mabry, twelve Chelsea Dungey. 13 Dana Evans and 14 Megan Gustafson. I I as much as like the the Midwest contingency is going to hate me for this, I feel like it's going to be tough with Megan to make this roster, but I do think just with as you touched on a walk having some visa issues cuz yeah. she she was playing in Italy, should have traveled back to Finland to get her visa and this is like at least she gets home now and, and it gets to be around family while she's in this predicament. Uh, right. Which would be, you know, like think how horrible that is if you're stuck in a random country without your family um, oh and gosh. you're like waiting to go to a different country. Uh, but so maybe maybe Megan, you know, depending on what ends up happening with the walk, maybe Megan has a better look. But I just look at it the simple fact of they have a lot of bigs and Wait, the odd person. Kayla? What did you mention? Kayla? Did you say Kayla Thornton? 
Uh, yes, yes, I did. She was number five. I had her high up on the list. Okay. I had her high up. I, I tried to. I tried to give uh, the players who are have been there longer uh, okay. or higher on the list, which might have confused some people. But yeah, I just feel like Megan's gonna like as she has, and this isn't a knock to her. She's had to fight every day of her WNBA career, and I think that's a great aspect for her yeah. um, of her story and you know her character. Um, you know, Chelsea Dungy, Dana Evans, maybe Marina mm-hmm. Mabry. You know, those are some players that you look at this and you go, ooh, it's going to be tough for you to make that, that roster when you don't have enough spots for everyone. I know, but Marina, she came out last year. She emerged yeah. as a serious scoring option last season in the bubble. Um, and she's, you know, of course, you know, like a one-two punch with her college buddy, you know, Arike, but she she came with it last season. So, mm-hmm. hmm. Well, that's why it's it's gonna she's gonna be a tough one, and I think also you can't understate her relationship with the star Arike. And I don't mean that in the sense of like Arike is gonna demand a trade if mm. if Marina doesn't make the roster. I'm not saying that at all. Let's not jump the gun on that. All I'm saying is like you have that that uh, continuity, that knowledge right. of each other's game, right. and, and it's like trust. what. That trust is there between exactly, them. exactly. Mm-hmm. I always, I've been watching. I don't know if anybody out there is watching on Disney Channel. There's a Mighty Ducks TV show now, and it's actually very adorable and hilarious. <laughs> and it just made me think of like the Bash Brothers uh, from the original Mighty Ducks movies. Just like two people who just, you know, just fit so well together and know each other's game, and 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 right. like you know, it's it, like that quarterback and receiver mindset of like, I know when he's gonna turn, I know when she's gonna throw the ball. That type of stuff is just you can't you can't count it out. And I apologize. Back to you. My apologies. No, I love that. <laughs> I totally agree with that. So I don't know. I'm Marina. Yeah, I I can't see them not you know letting her um, mm-hmm. you know make the roster again based upon her own merit and her breakout bubble season. Again, you know she emerges a serious you know scoring option uh, during the bubble, and um, mm-hmm. right now. Hmm. They have her listed as injured. They still haven't said much about that. So when Greg Bibb has his media availability tomorrow, Wednesday, I'm not sure when this is going to drop. Um, we'll definitely ask about that. But uh, I, I could see her making the roster. Yeah, no, I agree. I, yeah, and especially with this Awok stuff. I mean, like yeah. that's the other thing that where it gets really complicated is with a lot of you know having so many players. Having so many young players that are stars, it's important to send them overseas to get that that experience, to get that knowledge, that that real game experience going up against pros, people who play different styles of games. Right. I, I think very often people and, and I got to give props to Greg Bibb because like I've talked to him about this and he has a, a system of how he ranks, you know, what you did overseas versus just in a vacuum and like okay, what does that actually mean to translate to the W? So I got to give him props on that. It was a really enlightening conversation that I had with him. Um, it's going to be tough for him, though. I mean, him yeah. and Vicky have their hands tied. They, they yeah. a second a second season in a row, have, have been able to really haul in a great stash of yeah. picks. Um, and now they're in a situation of it's like, we don't want another Kennedy-Burke situation where you have to cut a good player who's going to like go off and do some go really somewhere. great stuff. Right. Right, and blossom exactly. Right, exactly. And so they might be, you know. uh, So obviously, look, Dana Evans, Chelsea Dungy, are and Megan Gustafson are obviously players who, uh, you know, even if if we're going to drop Marina off of that, because I agree with you, maybe I jumped the gun on that. 
Um, I would have to think that that those are kind of the three players, Chelsea, Dana, and Megan, that are on the chopping block, and it's just a matter of, okay, maybe we can keep two of them for now, maybe three, all of them if a walk isn't able to come over and we have to do a temporary suspension or something with Satu similar uh, extends a little bit longer. Um, is, is there anybody I'm missing? Am I, am I out of pocket? Am I going crazy uh, thinking that those three are? You know what? If, believe it or not, uh, as much as I love um, Megan and it's just been so tough for her, um, you know, to, to really find her footing in her place, you know, with the wings. Um, I hope she gets an opportunity. But as far as that cusp, that bubble that you're talking about, for those who may be cut, I, I would include her. But I don't know. Um, I like Mariah. I like Mariah. I like what she has been, um, you know, in the past. Uh, but, you know, her, her her injury past couple of years or past season or two, um, Ty has stepped in and really done a good job, uh, you know, covering for her during her time out. So I, I don't know. They, they're guard heavy uh, for sure, as well as bigs. Um they're just heavy all over, right? Because yeah. they've had so, some really good drafts where I feel like, yeah. you know, with yeah. the Liz Cambage trade, they wanted to get as much, you know, stock as they could, as much, you know, value as they could. And they did that. But now they're in a situation of they got stock in players and stock in draft picks. Yeah. And now, you know, the chickens come home to roost and it's like, well, now we got to make some really, really tough decisions. Yeah. It's, it's just not easy. I think this might be the hardest team uh you know, be, uh, and I say that, and I know a lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh, you know, when you, everyone could say that about any team." Yeah, you're right. But honestly, if you look at this team, there's a lot more question mark of potential and possibility because mm-hmm. they have so mm-hmm. many young players that I exactly. think it just it just makes it any harder. Any final thoughts on the roster before we move on to uh, strengths and weaknesses? Yeah, I just that's tough. I mean, I wish everybody could make it. Uh, I'll hate to see anybody go. Um, yeah, I don't have anything other than what we've already mentioned, but I'm I'm still thinking Marina makes it. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I think I jumped the, I jumped the gun on that. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk myself out of that one and and see. Okay. It kind of, you know the the royal bow to you. You are correct. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about weakness of this team. I always like to to start mm-hmm. uh, in the quote unquote negative, but move to yeah. the positive. Get that out of the way. The weakness of this team. Um, you want to go first or should I go first? I can go first. Um, All right, you go for it. We may have the same things. I think everybody does. You All know, right. um, they, they still lack that ex- experience. You know, the youth is still there. Um, I want to add, I don't want to say maybe maybe not a weakness, but a new coach, new system, new pieces. You know, they still have to gel, work together, build that chemistry. That takes time, you know. So I don't really see it as a weakness. Maybe more of a challenge to be met. Um, and then again, uh, last year they struggled, um, with, um, threes and their kind of their low shooting percentages. Um, so there was any kind of weakness, I would just say just the, the lack of experience and that youth, you know, and then again, a lot of newness to this team, you know, pieces, coach system, all of those things. And it may take time. Yeah. And, and first of all, I had in giant capital letters youth. So I'm, I'm oh. glad we're on the same page there, but no, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I appreciate you bringing up a, a new coach. Honestly, I didn't even think about that. And, and, you know, for a player like Arike or, or even just for young players, l- let's talk about the, you know, the Ty Harris's, the, the players who came in last year, last year was a rookie season, the Satus going from one coach 
to a completely new coach. Obviously, you go overseas, so you have a little bit more experience with that. But it is really hard for young players who kind of, you know, were being molded by one coach to now shift their style of play, shift, you know, who the coach is, how they respond and things mm-hmm. like that. I think it is going to be tough. And and to add that even further, you know, we've touched on this already, but having players come late uh, is never good, especially yeah. when you have a, a new coach, especially when those players coming late, as it normally is, uh, it's your good players. Your top right. talent players exactly. are the ones who are getting paid the big bucks overseas. So they're going to be a little bit later coming over. Let's flip it on over to the strength of this team. I, I get to go first on this one. Okay. I, 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 I want to say it so then you could be like, I agree. Um, okay. And then I feel smart. Um, for me, it's it's speed and offense. I mean, this, mm. uh, this for more than just one year now, has been one of the mm-hmm. most fun and electrifying teams in the league. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see kind of how that grows. Uh, I know Greg has talked about for, at length how we need to stop using youth as a crutch and we need yes. to start kind of yes. shifting that mindset to we've been there or like we're going to get there or, yeah. you know, we have be- played here before type mentality. What do you think uh, the strength of this team is? And you did <laughs> say it first. <laughs> well, I, have, I have circled offensive power. I have that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I agree with that. You know, of course, we have Enrique, we have Marina. Alicia Gray, you know, she has improved her outside shooting and she she's become, you know, kind of a scoring threat as well. You know, whenever she has the ball in her in her hand. Um, So, yeah, definitely um, offensive power. Uh, We got, you know, Chelsea coming in. Um, You know, she's another scoring option, Uh, you know, good at free throws. Um, Dana as well. You know, so. They, they have a lot of offensive power. That's where I think a lot of their strength is coming from. And, of course, you know, Enrique being the, you know, um, scoring champ, reigning scoring champ. So, yeah, I agree oh, with it, that. I, I'm, I feel so smart right now. No, I mean, like it's this offense. It, they just have so many different weapons, so many different tools. They, um, they, they, they don't have – I think one of the, the strengths, and I don't mean this, so I apologize if, if any listeners – a player listens if a fan listens it gets offended i feel like besides a few key players you know thinking satu alicia um and arike obviously they don't have such a large drop off between their starter and their bench and, and granted i did just name like three out of their starting five uh so yeah. really i'm talking about two out of their starting five but i don't think there's like such a huge drop off i thought bella allery had a, a great rookie season you know not like record-breaking whatever but her and ty harris honestly like ty harris i was hyping her up early on in the season she was getting a lot of attention obviously things went a little bit sour closer to the end of the season with her um but in general i mean i think there's just a lot of upside on both those players so yeah i'm I'm jealous of you that you get to cover this team because they're a fun (laughs) they are fun they are fun with a lot of star power you know so yeah and it's I just a matter that. of it's a matter of time until like it goes from star power to superstar power. I mean, I think Arike has exactly. kind of entered that sphere of superstar, and it, yes. and it's just a, a amount of time, probably like four games into the season, five games into the season, uh, when she finally hits that stratosphere of superstar. Let's talk ceiling and floor. And the way I like to put that is, you know, we can always shatter the ceiling, and you can always fall through the floor. Um, but what the way I kind of view it as you know, ceiling is if this team does that, 
then, you know, that's like the highest of expectations for them. Right. And then the floor is if they do this, that's a disappointing season. So I'll go first because I don't like putting anyone on the spot for ceiling and floor. <laughs> I'll, I'll say the I'll say the, the craziness and then you can decide either I wasn't crazy enough or I was too crazy. And, and tell me, honestly, um, I'll start with the floor. What the floor for me is like, look, we've, we've seen this team uh, not make the playoffs for a few years now. So I think it's easy to say the floor is not making the playoffs. If you want to get right. specific, I would say like if they if they're not the, you know, Let's we're looking at, at at the lottery. So like those four positions, if they're in the bottom two of that, I would say they fell through the floor. Like this team is too good, too talented, has come too close and has grown too much over the past few years with who they have to not be the nine or ten spot uh, in the in the, the rankings of this league. I would say for, for the ceiling, honestly, like you tell me this team goes as a six seed into the playoffs. I'd say, all right, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I like and maybe, uh, you know, the the easy side of me would say, all right, the ceiling is just make the playoffs. I think, you know, in mm. my mind, that's not necessarily a cop out, but in my mind, it's like, but they were so, so close last year. Right, we're right. set the fl- saying making the playoffs is just setting the expectations a little bit low, in my opinion. Uh, I agree. I totally oh. agree with that. OK. <laughs> um, my. My oh, my turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. no, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm tossing the mic over to you. My my floor um is of course not making the playoffs, but then I also said oh. finishing last in the conference, like eleventh or twelfth. You know, mm. they they cannot. You know that that would be the floor though, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but their ceiling, like you said, making the playoffs. No, I think second round of the playoffs they were almost there um last year but again that's where that lack of experience kind of came up you know that they were going against some experienced players experienced teams uh and they were also kind of hobbled by injuries too so i i I say second round of the playoffs i'm I'm going like that i'm going further i mean they they have i think what it takes to make it in this 12 league team to the playoffs Win a couple of rounds. Win one round. <laughs> they, yeah, no, favorite. I'm no, I'm I'm with it, and I like it. You know, like don't mm-hmm. set the expectation low. Like we're talking ceiling, go a little bit higher. Um, yeah. real quickly, let, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Who do you think the key player is? And I kind of, I I say key player is that player who's gonna move the needle between ceiling and floor the most. Um, there's mm-hmm. obviously a few players that are easy to say. Uh, that are, are, I think, are jumping off the page at you, prob- I would assume. Um, I'll let you go first, and then I will uh, follow up just so I don't copy you. I'll, I'll pick someone else based on who you pick. Just, okay. Uh, oh, key player. I just, I like Alicia Gray. I just think she does not get enough love. She's one of the league's best two-way players, you know, both mm-hmm. ends of the ball. Um that I've ever seen, you know, and she continues to improve, you know, she's what four years removed from her rookie of the year uh, season. And she's only gotten better. Um, Very aggressive. Um, She's uh, picking up her, her shooting game. Uh, She's always, you know, steal. She's, she's, well, last year she led the team, you know, in steals. Uh, You know, she, she's quick. Um, I think that she is there. They're key. 
I love it. Honestly, I was thinking you would go with somebody else, and she was the one I was gonna pick. Oh, so really? I'm gonna pi- I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot though. I'm gonna pivot. Um, and even though I really, really, really want to say Ty Harris, I don't think it's fair. I think that that would be uh, going to my fandom of her as opposed to actually looking at it. Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's you know it's if a walk comes, I'm gonna put a lot of weight on a walk, uh, and and. Because I'm going to look at the bigs in this. In this, you know, I look at a walk, Izzy Harris and Satu, and and we'll include Collier. Um, so I, I'm picking four players instead of one. No, no, no. Um, but I, I'm going to say if a walk comes over and is able to play at least two thirds of the season, I yeah. like. I am just so high on her and, and think what she can do. But then on the flip side, Izzy Harrison, like this team needs a stable. Yeah. starting big right like we need yeah. someone to go next to satu we need someone who can get some rebounds if they're not following for uh arike we need like that's what we need for this team to make that next step so for me it's just going to be a pretty easy whoever the starting five is right whoever whoever is going into the game as the starting five because this team is stacked like we talked about alicia gray arike satu um you know is, is mariah jefferson yeah. assuming mm-hmm. she's gonna be there yeah like all of uh, Kayla Thornton, exactly like all these players. So for me, it's just a simple fact of whoever's starting at the five to complement all these other offensive weapons. That's going to be the key player for me as we finish up this episode, unless you had any final thoughts. No, I, I agree with that too. Now, you know, she, she's never played, you know, in the, in the U S before. Oh um, yeah. There'll be some, you know, adjustments, you know, for her to make, but yeah, I could see that. Oh, she, I, I'm just, Obviously, like she's a little bit of a project, right? Like she's yeah. 19. Uh, she has played. She has played professionally uh, briefly one season, right? Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm just like everyone kept saying. There's no generational talent in this draft, and I look at her and I'm like, okay. But if you if you give her three years, yeah, uh, it, then we'll start talking about whether or not she's a generational talent. Dorothy, thank you so much for your time. Remind everyone your Twitter handle and where they can read your work. Dorothy J. Gentry on social media, and I am everywhere. Sports Illustrated, uh, Texas Metro News, The Athletic, um, Next Hoops, everywhere. Everywhere. So if you're not reading here, you're doing something wrong. Thank you so much for your time. As I remind everybody, Winsider is your one-stop shop for all your WNBA news and conversation, but we can't do it without your help. Become a subscriber at patreon.com backslash Winsider for just a few dollars a month. You can help grow the game.